Hi, Tangible Tech fans and new listeners. I'm Steve Sandy, your host for the Tangible Tech Podcast. I want to start out with apologies for not coming out with a new episode in a while, but I'll most likely start making these a bit shorter and somewhat more frequent. We're into 2019, and with the 2020s just around the corner, I've been wondering where my self-driving car is. You know, the one where I just tell the car where I want to go, and it drives me over to that place while I play with my iPhone. Well, it's not here yet, but we're slowly getting closer, and that's what I'm here to tell you about on this episode of Tangible Tech. Why do we want autonomous vehicles? Well, I, for one, want to see them because I'm amazed every day when I see how badly humans drive. There's flagrant disregard for the standard rules of the road, the rise in distractions in vehicles like phones and in-dash entertainment systems, and then there's that overall trend for people to treat each other rudely, and that's all resulted in some pretty nasty conditions on the road. Well, add to that the seemingly never-ending road construction and increased traffic volume, and it's a perfect storm for accidents. So the first benefit would be increased safety. The first thing to note is that there is an official term for self-driving cars, autonomous automobiles. Since automakers are trying to aim at completely autonomous cars eventually, the Society of um, Automotive Engineers, or SAE, came up with a way of understanding where we are and where we need to be. So they've come up with these five autonomous driving levels, starting at level zero. That's where most cars are these days. For instance, if I get into my wife's 2007 Honda CRV, I have to do everything. I start the car, I steer it, I brake it, I shift. Well, there is an automatic transmission that shifts the gears for me once I'm in drive, but I also have to accelerate and slow down. That means that my attention is focused, as it should be, on what's happening around me on the road. Level 1 autonomous driving started a few years ago, and it's what we call driver assistance. The car might have radar installed in the front, so that if you get too close to another car, it will apply the brakes for you if you're not paying attention. Most of the time, though, you're handling all acceleration, braking, and monitoring of everything around you. It's just kind of helping out in emergencies. By the way, if you're hearing noises in the background, it's one of my cats running around being uh, really silly right now. Okay, well anyway, a lot of current vehicles are coming in at autonomous driving level 2, or what we call partial automation. And that's where my 2017 Honda CRV happily exists. It has multiple radars pointing in various directions, as well as visual systems that look at the road ahead and to the sides and all over the place. The vehicle is monitoring some of the environment with those radar and visual systems, and the vehicle can assist with steering or acceleration functions and let the driver pay less attention in some situations. For my car and other Honda vehicles, this is called Honda Sensing, and other manufacturers have their own version of this. CMBS is the Collision Mitigation Braking System, which applies brake pressure when an unavoidable collision is determined. Usually, it begins with a warning. On my car, there is an orange brake light that suddenly appears on the driver's view screen, but if it senses that the driver isn't pressing on the brake, 
it'll do that for you. The Road Departure Mitigation System, or RDMS, adjusts steering and braking if I cross lanes without signaling. For instance, if I'm driving along a road and I drift onto the shoulder without signaling my intention to do so, the car steers me back into the lane with a warning, and it may also brake the car. And by brake, I mean B-R-A-K-E, not B-R-E-A-K. Okay, well, next there's adaptive cruise control. If I'm cruising down a highway with cruise control on, and I come up uh, behind another vehicle that's going slower than I am, the car automatically slows to the speed of the other vehicle so that I don't run into it. If that vehicle moves into another lane and it's no longer in front of me, the cruise control will move back to the previously set speed. LKAS, or Lane Keeping Assist uh, System, is the most magical of these level two systems. It tries to keep me centered in a lane and it's often used in concert with the adaptive cruise control. Shortly after I bought my vehicle about two years ago, I tried out LKAS and Adaptive Cruise Control on a winding two-lane road. It worked really well. The vehicle stayed at the speed limit I had set. It steered for me, and I actually did take my hands off the steering wheel. I had them really close, but my hands were off. And when a car ahead turned, uh, kind of slowed down to turn, it braked automatically, and then it went back to speed after the car turned. Now, level two also includes blind spot detection. So when my turn signal is on and the car sees a vehicle that I'm not aware of, it beeps and flashes a light on the side view mirror nearest that vehicle. There's even a cross traffic monitor that uses radar and vision to tell me of vehicles approaching from the side when I have the car in reverse. It's very handy when backing up in a parking lot. The vehicle even automatically changes between low and high beams at night, depending on lighting, and it changes the rear view mirror angle if someone with bright lights is driving behind me. In all cases, I need to be in control and really ready to take over for my vehicle as it's not really driving for me. Well, level three, as you can imagine, is the next level and where higher-end vehicles are going at the current time. Now, these vehicles require no human attention to the road at uh, speeds under 60 kilometers per hour, or that's uh, about 37 miles per hour. At level three, the vehicle controls all monitoring of the environment using advanced uh, sensors like LiDAR, that's a version of radar that uses light instead of sound. Now, since light is much faster than sound, a car can create a full map, or what's called a point cloud, showing what's around the car. The car still requires the attention of the driver, but the driver can disengage from safety-critical functions and leave it to the car. Now, some car manufacturers, in fact, a lot of them, have said that they don't want to go to level three. Instead, they want to go to level four or five. In other words, they don't want the driver to need to intervene. Level four is called high automation, and the vehicle can steer, brake, accelerate, monitor the vehicle in the roadway, and it can respond to events, determining when to change lanes, turn and use turn signals. Now with level four, the system must notify the driver that conditions are safe 
and then the driver must agree to switch the vehicle into the autonomous mode. Get into a dynamic driving situation like a sudden traffic jam or merging onto a highway, and it may not know what to do, so the driver must still take control. Now, the ultimate goal is level five. That's total automation. This is the goal of all car manufacturers. I mean, they're taking the human completely out of driving the vehicle. There should be no need for pedals, brakes, or even a steering wheel, as the car will control all critical tasks, monitor the the, uh, driving environment, and it'll be able to respond to traffic jams in all dynamic situations. Computers are going to require a lot of intelligence and a lot of power to get to level 5 autonomy. And unsurprisingly, it's the folks who make graphics cards that are probably going to power the cars of the future. NVIDIA has uh, announced the NVIDIA Drive PX Pegasus AI computer, which is designed to run at, are you ready for this, 320 trillion operations per second. Computers like this are necessary to drive vehicles, but it's expected that the first one on the uh, first ones on the road will be automatic taxis and shuttles. Now, once those vehicles have tested the hardware and software sufficiently, then automobile manufacturers will probably start adding the systems as pricey options to high-end vehicles. When these vehicles do arrive, you'll simply be able to tell the car where you want to go, and it's going to take you there. In my hometown of Denver, Colorado, the Regional Transportation District recently began tests of a Level 5 shuttle bus service. It's currently operating on a short route in a relatively untraveled area, and it does a circuit of a route uh, every 15 minutes. Eventually, if all the tests go well, shuttle buses like this could replace small local buses or, you know, rent-a-car shuttles, things like that, that currently require a driver. I personally think this is probably what Apple's Project Titan is all about, you know, rather than an autonomous vehicle. The company, uh, Apple, has a lot of employees in the San Francisco Bay Area who take company-owned buses to facilities as well as in between offices. Now, Project Titan could be all about the company wanting to test autonomous driving software and hardware using its employees as test subjects. Consumer Reports recently did a test of current automated driving systems, and you'd be surprised at what they consider to be the best. Now, we always hear about Tesla. Well, Cadillac has what they call the Super Cruise system. It's a level three system that makes sure that the car is operated safely and that the driver is paying attention. Tesla's Autopilot, Nissan's ProPilot Assist, and Volvo's Pilot Assist are also level three systems that can do a good job of helping you drive. So that's the state of the self-driving car world right now. Will we ever get to full level five for most vehicles? Well, call me a pessimist, but I don't think we're going to get there for at least another 10 years. Accidents and lawsuits with autonomous vehicles will most likely slow down adoption in personal vehicles until there's a proven track record of safety that outweighs the rare fatal accident.
That's it for this episode of Tangible Tech. Be sure to share this episode with your friends to get them up to speed on the state of autonomous automobiles, and we'll see you soon.